the people we surround ourselves with. Have you given much thought to this? Like, have you thought about who you're consciously choosing to hang out with, to associate with, to spend time with, to work with, to live with? <laughs> All of these groups. I'm, uh, I, I'm just leaving the gym. And we had a, a church activity this morning. We got some stuff going on this weekend. And I wanted to I wanted to impress upon you. I wanted to share with you some of the thoughts that I'm having around the people we choose to to, to be around. And um, and as soon as we get the intro out of the way, um, I was just thinking about the people at the gym today and how much I value them. <laughs> and yet I know none of them. I've never talked with them. I really I've never like made eye contact with hardly any of them. But I highly, highly value them and, uh, and other groups that I associate with. So let's talk about that in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if you think there's somebody out there that you know, you work with, that's on your leadership team, you live with, you're related to, who would find value in any of these episodes, will you just make it a point to share the uh, the podcast with them? Either text them a link or uh, just mention it. Um, that's how we grow. And I, I want to affect, impact positively impact as many people as possible. Okay, so I'm just leaving the gym. And uh, I know I've talked about this. I've mentioned it before, but it's on my mind. And so I just, you know, and I get to decide what's in these episodes. <laughs> and so I, I want to talk about it. Um, I, I love the people who go to the gym. Like I would so, and I know everybody's different. Some of you invest in equipment at home or you absolutely despise going to the gym like you just hate it there's something about it that just drives you nuts or makes you ill and you just dread going um and i don't know what that is because i'm the exact opposite and maybe it's because i haven't been going that many years of my life and it's something i discovered in the in my later years <laughs> if that's what i'm in um now but um so I, I don't know why it is, but uh, but it just it just is that way. And and, you know, there are these these three groups that are at the gym. Right. Do you ever notice this? And by the way, I'm going to connect this to work and I'm going to connect it to other areas of your life and decisions that you make in a few minutes. So don't worry, this is not a fitness, a fitness episode. I am far from the expert on that, um, although I'm not sure I'm an expert on anything. But anyway, um, OK. So the three groups, the first group is the obese. Okay. We just have to say it, right? The people who, or I don't know what you call them, like way out of shape. And this is the group that I actually love to see at the gym most. They're, you, you can just tell, I mean, they're overweight. They, they look a little, sometimes they look a little, um, uh, intimidated. They're unsure. And I just, I just think about how much effort it takes i've never been obese okay like i just don't have those genes and 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 so i have this massive amount of appreciation and empathy for people who who have those genes where you know i i eat i i drink a 
a um, a, a 742 ounce Dr Pepper um, three times a day, and it doesn't, you know, it yeah, sure, it adds a little blubber around my my waist, but other people like they just look at a Dr Pepper and they gain four pounds, right? Because that's their genes, and uh, and I just have tons and tons of empathy for that, and uh, and so I I look at these folks who are who are overweight and um, and who probably have different genes than I do and who made a decision like they are not at the gym to show off because in fact they don't even want anyone to look at them they're like embarrassed that that I would imagine that some of them are embarrassed like gosh look at that dude over there who's like maybe has two percent body fat not me by the way (laughs) that is not me somebody else Um, or that girl over there who's you know whatever and um and and yet here they are and so that's the first group right and i've got tons like they motivate me so much because i think man if they got off the uh, uh, off the couch and if they're trying to fight those genes and they're putting the effort into it and whatever else then i can like if i'm if i'm like on an on a treadmill behind somebody who's way overweight i think i notch it up a couple of of speeds right like it, it motivates me and energizes me any uh, even more like you ever watch that show the biggest loser is that even on anymore I, th- I think it was canceled years ago but i love and it was about you know whoever lost the most weight in an episode won the prize and my wife and i used to love to watch that show back when we watched tv and it's just motivating okay so that's the first group the second group is um is a group that's super lean or buff or in shape like this is the group that does Ironmans or that were born with the genes that I wish I had where they're just naturally toned and whatever else and they've got they've just got tons of muscle okay and and that group uh, inspires me too because I think my gosh I thought I was making progress holy crap look at them right or they're running three times as fast as me on the treadmill or they're doing the stairmaster like backwards or they're bench pressing um 17 times what i'm um trying to lift and so they just motivate me okay um and then the third group is uh, what i call the uh the the fashion show I'm not even sure these people have lifted a dumb a dumbbell ever at the gym. They just kind of stand there and they they go to the gym to be seen. And the clothes they wear and who they choose to go with and the way they stand around, it's like they 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 thought that this was a runway like in the New York Fashion Week that they they thought that's where they had walked into. They didn't know this was like a place you're supposed to sweat. That group does not inspire me. <laughs> they don't have any positive impact on me. But the other two, like one of the reasons I go to the gym is to be around them. And the way I work out is I I don't know anybody at the gym. I mean, I know a few people from like church or different neighborhoods or whatever that I'll run into occasionally, but not that often. And I don't talk to anybody. I head down and I try to rest as little as possible. I, the shortest period of time. Um, you know, 30, 45 seconds between sets. And so I'm I'm there to just try to crush it and then get out, right, and go. And so so I, I, it's not like I'm interacting with people and they're benefiting me that way. It's just being around them, being around that group and in the proximity of them and in the and watching them or, be, you know, seeing them. And just, just that atmosphere makes me want to push harder, makes me want to 
um, try harder and 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 get more in shape. And so I like associating with that crowd. And tomorrow, it's Saturday when I'm recording this. Tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning, our church service will begin. And my entire life, I've gone to church every Sunday. I could probably count on two hands, minus COVID, because that screwed us up, right? That was crazy. Um, the lockdown period, um, not like it's over, not like COVID's over, but you, you know what I'm talking about. So minus that period, I, I think I could count on two hands the number of Sundays in my lifetime that I've missed church. And no judgment for those who don't go. I, I get it. Some people, religion's not for them or whatever else. But I I love, when I was a kid, like I kind of dreaded going to church. And but it was something I had to do. My, my you know my parents. It was just a condition of living there, right? Living in the house. And and then as I got older, I it, it's been a conscious decision I make. And now I the time that our congregation meets is 8:30 in the morning, and I am not a morning person. And I know 8:30 sounds like afternoon to some of you, but on a Sunday morning, I would love to rest a little bit longer and kind of be lazy. So, but yet that's not a problem for me. And why is that? Well, there are multiple reasons, but one of them is the people who are there. And, and you know, I read a quote once that um, church is not a, um, a, a museum of the perfected. It's a lab or hospital for the sinner. And I, and I believe that. I, I relate to that, that I am that. And so I'm, I go to church and everybody's different. There are lots of different people, right? But, and, and, and different places we've lived, but I go because I'm a, so I'm associating with people who are not who they yet want to become, who didn't live up this week to what they were trying to personify, who aren't the dad or the mom or the brother or the sister or the son or the daughter or the friend or the, or the employee or the neighbor that they want to be yet. And so they're trying harder and they're putting forth effort and they're here to to listen to a message or to study or to worship or to contribute or teach or whatever it is of people who are making them better. Which leads me to my last quick point and then I'll wrap up is when I joined the firm that I used to be at. And the, the quick version on this was I had no desire to work as a consultant. I never ever in my life would have pictured myself being a, an executive coach or a consultant, what do I have to offer? Right. And, um, I, I just, tr and, and, and so lots of different reasons. Another reason was the travel schedule. Like, are you kidding me? Um, I had no desire to live that life. And one of my friends, um, in, in fact, he's the co-founder of our, our new firm that we started this year, Lone Rock Consulting. Um, Jared Jones, who's just one of my closest friends, Jared uh, convinced me, he talked me in, well, he didn't talk me into it, but he asked me, hey, will you at least fly out to San Diego, meet with, you know, our CEO and just give it a shot. Like, just just have an open mind and go talk to him. And so I got on the plane and I flew out and I I did this little, um, I call it an audi audition because you got on a stage, the stage of one of our, that happened to be in, in, in uh, how many people have a stage in their house? But one of the co-founders of the firm, Roger Connors did. Um, just an unbelievable, unbelievable house. He lived in the house that Barry Bonds used to live in when he played uh, in San Diego as a baseball player. And um, and so he and he rebuilt it and whatever, whatever. Just incredible. House is, a, is an understatement. But 
Um, so you, you had to get on this stage, so to well stage and do a little presentation and then they critiqued you and destroyed you, you know, like, a like an episode of any reality TV show where you're trying to make the final four. And, and there were several people that were interviewing, auditioning, whatever you want to call it that day that I was. And we, we showed up at different times. We didn't know each other. And, um, and, and when I did it, I, again, I wasn't really trying for the job. I didn't care if I got it. In fact, I wasn't planning on doing it. I was just curious. And so I showed up and, you know, you always put forth your best effort. And so I tried to show up as my best self and they destroyed me like literally. I mean, like they were just ripping me to shreds and bruised my ego and stomped all over it and spit me out on the floor. Right. And um, and part of that was offensive to me. Like, man, who do you all think you are? You arrogant whatever. And and another part of me was like, wow, like that's pretty cool. That group. They they thought I was a solid C, and I think I, I I thought at the time I was an A plus, and um and so that was cool because it energized me. And then I thought, well, maybe I do want to work with these people. And one of the reasons when they offered me a job that I accepted it was I thought I want to associate with those people. They can make me better. And, and so my thought in this episode is who are we, who are you choosing to associate yourself with? And, and one of the regrets that I have in my life is um, associating myself with people who for too long who didn't make me better. So associating with people who didn't make me better for too long. And most of that's happened in the workplace, Right. And, um, and they just, just people, a boss that I thought, oh gosh, I really don't like working for them or my, they are just not in the right seat or whatever it might be. And, and I, I, I think about, well, why do we, why do we either in the workplace or in our personal lives associate with people who aren't making us better? And I don't know that I have a great answer for that. I'd love your feedback on it if you want to shoot me a DM on LinkedIn. I, there, there, are, there are a couple of quick reasons, and then I'll wrap up. One is we're related to them, <laughs> right? Or we live with them, or we're neighbors to them, or there's some connection, and there are people who maybe are struggling or who have some real challenges, but we can't disassociate with them because they're they're in our bloodline or whatever else. And so... There's some reason why we we really need to or have to. Now, we can manage that. We can limit it. We can compartmentalize. We can not try not to let things bug us. We can do all that's another episode. Uh, but but another reason, I think, it, it, take away the related or any of that aspect. Why do we associate with them? Number one is I think we associate pe- with people who don't make us better when they they accept not accept us, but um they validate our weaknesses. So think about think about some of the people who aren't productive members of society or who are criminals or you know people who are doing bad stuff or really struggling or they've got they've got drug problems or whatever else they choose to associate with people who tolerate that behavior. Yeah, or or who engage in it as well. And so I, I can, I can be around you or choose to hang out with that group because 
You're not going to make me feel guilty. You're not going to try to make me better. You're not going to try to influence me to give this up or try that. And so it's easy. It's the easier path for me to hang out with you. And I'm convinced that the people who experience the least amount of growth during their lifetime are people who choose to hang out with groups who don't offer them constructive feedback, who don't push them, who don't get, who don't point out the ways that they could get better. And the people who experience the most growth live with, work with, associate with people who are giving them constructive feedback. And there's, you know, there's a way to, you can get too much, right? There's some people who never give you validation, never give you appreciative feedback, and that's hard. But I, I want to work with, I want to live with, I want to go to church with, I want to be around the gym. I want to, I want to be around people who are better than I am in a lot of different ways because they're going to, and, and I want them to give me con, some constructive feedback. Hey, Russ, you could do this better. I don't want it every minute of every day, but I want it occasionally. And, and, um, that's easier said than done. Right. Um, but I, I appreciate the people in my life. I've been so stinking blessed. I am so blessed with the people that I associate with. They have made me and are making me so much better than I would be without them. I know so many good people and I am so fortunate. And I, I, this is a reminder for me to appreciate that. And, uh, and to choose to hang out with them and associate with them. So um, just some thoughts to, uh, to get you thinking about who you're choosing to associate with and why. That's what's on my mind in, uh, in this episode. All righty. I hope you all are healthy. Hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Are you getting my emails as well? Every week, I'm writing an article designed to strengthen your ability to lead others. Are you seeing these? If you're not, join the more than 5,000 people who are reading them. They've subscribed for free. Just go to RussHill.me. Start getting those weekly leadership articles at RussHill, my name, dot M-E. At that site, by the way, you can also learn more about my online courses and coaching sprints if you've got interest in that as well. RussHill.me.